Raul, have you seen a little movie called The Proposition from I believe two thousand eight? I don't think I so. Say? That's uh, or is it even early? Is that is that is a proposition like an indecent proposal? No, this is a western. This is a uh, oh two thousand five actually. Um, okay, this is a Australian western uh, directed by John Hillcote, oh. who. Um, is a very uh, yeah. It's like a very promising early director. Now I think he he does more TV. He just did some TV show. We'd have to look that up. But this movie is written by and scored by none other than Nick Cave. Yeah, from the from himself and the Bad Seeds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, uh, the music from we're gonna be talking about Peaky Blinders, but the the music from from Peaky. I directly recognize some of the uh, samplings of the music going on. Um, oh, from, from the Nick Cave, proposition? from the from the proposition. Oh, from, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the proposition. Yeah, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say the proposition's music is not really like bad seeds uh, okay. based. I think it's more like he has this side project called the Dirty Three. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, no, band, I don't think so. Which is, I yeah, it might technically be Warren Ellis's project. Who Warren Ellis is a part of the Bad Seeds. He's like a a, a cohort of um, Nick Warren Cave. Ellis, the uh, comic book artist. The, no, the, if you look it up, like uh, if you look up what he looks like, he looks really cool. He's like okay. super westerny looking. He's got a long sure. kind of a beard, and he plays the violin. Um, so in some of these tracks, he's the one playing the violin in these parts. I see him. Okay. Yeah, and so in the proposition, um, when he's doing the music, it's a lot of like in the vibe. If you know the Dirty Three, the Nick, Nick Cave, Warren Ellis, and some other dude are the Dirty Three, and it's a little cool. more kind of like sp- like not spacey. What am I trying to say? Ambient, like more like ambient kind of uh, things, you know, kind of like uh, slowed down, kind of emotional um, stuff. Sure, sure. That sets a vibe, sets a tone. I so that was it. cool to hear it. Yeah. So like uh, obviously, Peaky Blinders opens with. Every episode and closes, I believe, every episode with uh, Red Right Hand, the Nick Cave um, bat, and the Bad, and the bad seeds. seeds. That specifically uh, is a Bad seed song. That for sure is like yes. pop music, basically. And there, you know. there's a handful of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds songs throughout this first season. But that song, Red Right Hand, the cool songs I had heard uh, before. Mm-hmm. The uh, But I got to tell you. The first time I heard this, I, I've seen, I saw Peaky Blinders uh, maybe a couple years after it came out, uh, okay. way back when. Yeah. But that theme song immediately hit me as, oh, this is going to be a classic theme song that I listen to. And it's uh-huh. it's easily gained that position in my mind. Like, I can't think of a lot of more fitting, more like hype inducing songs than that. And not yeah. only that, but. Uh, in a in a way, a lot of clever shows do, uh, in the way that like Atlanta would slip its uh, title card in random places. You'll just uh-huh. start to hear the opening of that song randomly in an episode, and you know that the song is gonna like the beat's gonna drop basically right at a On really the cool moment. Well, right, it drops but, on the like, opening credit. Yeah, 
Right, but it's but it's um but it doesn't always come right at the beginning of the episode. Sometimes it comes in media's res, so like in the middle of a scene, like there'll be right something cool will be happening, yeah. and right as the important thing happens, clang comes in the bell, and like right. the song really kicks off, and it's such a cool. I don't know. It's it's a great use of the music. It's mm-hmm. it's it's not just a theme song. There's great theme songs that I think of that are also like pop songs, like. I'm thinking of the the who does the songs for Massive Attack has the uh, they use Massive Attack songs for Luther and for House uh, uh-huh. and those are great like musician pop songs that were just music that they adapted for a show but this song right. it feels like the show and the song are like made for each other almost yeah yeah they're using it for its like organic nature of like the 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 feeling you get when you hear that song by itself which is like everything's building and brooding it's like brooding right under the surface until that moment when it kind of bubbles over and they Mm -hmm. so they yeah they use that to great effect the thing is so i i haven't seen peaky blinders before and so peaky blinders yeah like i i think i told you actually i had seen the first episode of the first season twice before i believe Uh because i always was like getting ready and ramping up to like get into it and never just did because <laughs> sure. it's a daunting thing where there's like so many seasons and you're like uh, and I'll it's too easy to write it off is. You know? I'll yeah. tell you what the daunting thing is right now uh-huh. uh, pretty much everybody and and I was lucky enough to be one of the first people that I knew not one I was one of the first people to ever see people like this no I was yeah. one of the first people in my friend and family group to watch it I didn't know uh-huh. a lot of people uh-huh. had seen it themselves uh, sure. and then to watch everybody kind of find that on their on their own. I didn't really uh, talk about it with much more than my dad and my brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to see other people discover it and then ask me, hey, do you watch Peaky Blinders? Um, and yeah. then tell me how much they liked it. I can imagine the more people I heard talk about how much they liked it, the more daunting it would be for someone who never saw it. Because it's almost like they're expected to be part of the, the club of people who like Peaky Blinders. Right, right. And, and, and I know people who... Who to them that's daunting because they uh-huh. don't want to um, they don't want to let people down and not like it. And yeah. then I know people who who reject that concept. And the fact that a lot of people like it is the reason they might not like it, or they might not like it. That's Myself funny. Included. Like it's overhyped. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and well, so that's the thing is like so the red right hand starting out like I know that song. I've known that song. Had I heard that song when this show came out ten years ago, I wonder if it would have a different effect. For me, it doesn't. It it does something to the show, like obviously, because like when you use pop music in a period piece, you're sta- you're saying something basically, like you're saying that we're not yeah. gonna just be in the lane of cre- recreating history. We're not just trying to like like recreate right. a, 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 the way we imagine like a period movie with like conventional score and stuff. Like we're who trying made to say that, something. Who made the Marie Antoinette movie? Yes, that was that's to like so. That's wow. exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, that's but, um, but you could, Sophia. But you could also say, and I love, I love uh, this meme that's going around. It might be an old meme, but I've seen it pop up again. That says like this is a scene from uh, a William Shakespeare uh, uh, telling, mm-hmm. and it's from uh, Romeo and Juliet, the nineties. Uh, you know, oh. it's a picture of 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 the of Leonardo DiCaprio's gang, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and like all. Like looking dressed ridiculous as they yeah. were in that time, also holding guns because they are a gang, yeah. and that is it is from, um, uh, you know Shakespeare. Right. Uh, that soundtrack to this day one of the greatest like uh, oh yeah uh, that was a big soundtracks time. of all Back time. Yeah. Absolutely a bunch of music that doesn't fit 
the concept of a Shakespeare play, right? Right. Well, and even it was, if it was time, it wasn't the right time period. I was gonna say, yeah, it was made modern. It was made for the modern. The the music, I guess, time. wasn't anachronistic, but the yeah, the, but the language to was. Shakespeare, the to language Shakespeare, was. Yeah, yeah, right, for sure. Yeah, so that um, that caught me off guard a little bit because I thought this show, I didn't know it was gonna do that so much, and so I uh, I kind of thought the show would be more period. And it didn't take away me. It just was like a slight adjustment. I had to kind of adjust what the show was trying to do, hmm. uh, which I liked, which I liked ultimately. Like, um, I like the idea that like Marie Antoinette does and stuff like with using modern, modern music to, to flavor and color your period world. You know, it's like, it, why not? Like it, it, it makes total sense to me and, uh, can be used to, uh, to great effect if that's what you're going for. Ultimately it fits with the show and like the, the, the um the the tonality of it of like so here's the thing here's my big this is my big takeaway up front and like that I got really nostalgic like maybe in episode two as things are kind of ramping up and you're kind of figuring oh. out where the pieces uh-huh. lie and the storylines are kind of kind of getting on the like guide rails of like the series and it reminded it, like I had this nostalgia for like series from. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, like that we had that window of time, like, like Sopranos. I feel like, I feel like this is in the vein of like, kind of like a, a Sopranos or like a, a, when cable mm-hmm. TV, like pay TV was becoming uh prestige. The earliest part of what we know is like prestige TV, you know, where it's just like mm-hmm. juicy and you just feel like episodes just like go by. So, so smoothly, you know what I'm saying? Like you're not thinking about run times. Okay. So I feel like, yeah, like episodes, I just like gobbled up episodes of this like so easily and was like completely in on the story. There was nothing that was like really pulling me out of it. Um, do you know what I'm saying? Does that make Yeah, sense? yeah. I, it's hard for it's harder for me maybe or or maybe this is just proving what you're saying true. Yeah. Uh, to separate it from the time that I watched it, which which would have been around that time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you were in it. So you were but in it. but maybe the reason why I can't separate it from that is because also it is flavored like that, like like shows of the time. Yeah. Uh, so man, I mean, yeah, I could see how it could be uh, that way. There's definitely. I don't think it's a flawless show. I think there's lots of stuff about it that is uh, like it's a, very TV ish. Some of playfully, it playfully like, like uh, uh, the bravado in it is is cartoon. Uh, it's. Sometimes the bravado reaches levels of like uh, professional wrestling uh, uh, style uh, uh-huh. posturing. Uh, I'm thinking of like there, there's the you know the rule of cool, right? Like it doesn't matter if it's realistic, no. it doesn't matter if it's oh. smart. It if if it looks cool, you can get away with it. Mm-hmm, like you, mm-hmm. it doesn't as long as everybody walked away from that being like, yeah, but that looked pretty cool, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'll give you an example. I'll give you a very specific example. Um, we're going to get into the plot a little bit here, uh, but at some point, a gangster by the name of Billy Kimber shows up to the garrison bar that's uh, run and owned by yep. the Peaky Blinders. And he, after a tense showdown of words, uh, Billy Kimber has to uh, or appears to be ready to concede, but he can't concede without uh, showing a little bit of strength. So he flips a coin at uh, Tommy, the leader uh-huh. of the. Uh, that's Killian Murphy, the leader of the of the Peaky Blinders. Yeah, uh, flips it onto the floor, and he says, "Now pick it up, right? That's right. for your that's for shooting a hole through the roof of your bar. But I'm going to make you pick it up to show def- deference to me." Yeah, yeah. And uh, so so Tommy standing next to his two brothers, Arthur and uh, John, yeah, who are sitting at a table. He uh-huh. uh, 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 
Tommy stands to pick up the coin, and out of out of uh, principle, John mm-hmm. bursts to his feet. How never you would never let oh, his yeah. brother reach down yeah. to grab that coin. At which point, uh, Tommy, who's already reached like reaching down, Tommy gets what's going on. Tommy bursts, sees through all this. Bursts stuff into like the bursts. Yeah, but yeah. But they, but the way that he positions himself, he 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 leans into like his hand, uh, telling John to stop. No, uh-huh. don't don't move, John. Yeah, this is a thing that's gonna happen. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Calm your tits, right? Yeah. And yeah. then uh, and and John is and is he's he can't believe it, but he's he's and and so and there's this great dynamic pose that they've got where it's Arthur sitting between uh, Tommy reaching down with one arm but reaching up with the other arm to stop uh-huh. John who's ruffled and 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 he's got his jacket in his arms and he's about to rip it off yeah. to get into crazy. Yeah. That that is a ridiculous scene. That all the reactions that everybody's having are uh-huh. super super over the top. Yeah. But just to to so that at one point the camera lingers and everybody stops moving and that's the image that's on the screen. Yeah. The whole uh what's it called uh uh, oh shoot! What's the name of the, that YouTube channel that I love? The title: A Thousand Paintings, or what's it called? Oh, th- thousand words, a thousand words, a thousand frames, a thousand paintings, something like that. Right? Yeah. This is a this is exactly that. That is a painting. That is a uh-huh. painting that is drawn that has been painted right there. Yeah. We had to do something a little silly to get to that moment. Uh huh. Uh huh. People had to yeah. react in ways that that if you took them independently, you'd be like, "That's a silly way for a character to react." Yeah, but altogether they kind of pull off this very like stage like performance that's just fun and cool right. and like yeah. badasses and, it, and yeah, and some of that acting is just like TV. Like that's why I say like some of this is like very TV ish where like things need to kind of happen. People kind of over explain things sometimes. That, but I think not even so much TV ish. I think it's almost soap opera ish, and that's why I said like wrestling, like uh, right. like because wrestling is yeah. soap opera with violence, right? Well, it's soap operas on TV, so it's like yes, you know exactly. So, I think that's where we're so that's, that's where we're similar. The there's a yeah. similarity there. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of stuff is, is like that, um, and uh, yeah. So I I I know what you're saying, and I think yeah, some of those moments is like very spelled out for the audience because it's like, if let's say an audience, let's say we don't have that reaction, and ju- and he just picks up the coin. Some people are gonna watch it, or this is the idea I think within the minds of like them creating that sh- the show is like obviously uh, we need something that's gonna like tell the audience, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, John's I, mad. I, I, I okay, know. Then- I, I think that the I think that the show respects the audience enough to know that they could have had John seething in his seat and given you that that response. Uh-huh. What you what this show has is that especially the Shelbys, especially the three brothers. Yeah, they are. They are like like whirling dynamos. They're yeah. like they're all of their reactions are all limbs akimbo and shuffling and <laughs> and and slapping yeah. and grabbing and stuff. Yeah. Because you, they need to be balls of energy. They need to be like yeah. like machismo shoved in your right. face and like so so that's why John acts like as if he's like a wily coyote who just ran off the side of a cliff and yeah. realized it. You know, like yeah, because because he's because he's got to be a. He's almost dancing. It's almost like dancing. Like he's got right. to show you his his I'm a madman shuffle yeah. before like somebody tells him, "Hey, it's not dancing time yet." Yeah, you know, it's not your song yet. That yep. so like that's why I think he's they're being more ridiculous. Uh, yeah. It very rarely works. It doesn't work. I'm sorry. It very rarely doesn't work. I think the only time that it doesn't work for me is whenever uh-huh. they're shown to be using their hat blades as weapons. <laughs> like it's the only Dude, time that, was- that their bravado doesn't really work for me. Well, there's not too many times I no. think that they use it. Like for sure, like 
that caught me off guard, dude. That fight at the beginning of the second episode. With the uh, Lee family. Yeah, the Lee family. To open the episode, they go to the uh, racetrack or whatever, and they meet him outside. And the Lee family offends um, Tommy and like calls his mother a whore, something like that. And so mm-hmm. it sets him off. And we get this bloody, crazy, slow-mo fight with razor blades and hats, which I've never heard of that no. or seen that anywhere before. So that was no. very... Uh, Interesting to me. And I looked out for him and you could see him like throughout the episodes. Like, you know, they're there. You know that they're like, and it just have, gave you a sense of you don't know where these guys are going to come with weapons. Like they just come out of fucking. Yeah. And the people point them out more often than they're actually used. Uh, yeah. And I think there's only I two have, spots maybe where I reckon. Like, I think yeah, I think I've only, I think they yeah. only use them twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have, I have heard uh, specifically of a, of a person from New York talk mm-hmm. about keeping a razor blade in his hat. Oh. But that was his like ball cap, oh. not like a not like a page boy, like like yeah. a, like a newsy, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and not and not to be used like a like a crescent <laughs> sickle, like yeah, exactly. held in your hand, you know, yeah. Uh, but uh, but I guess we're gonna get into pretty deep spoilers uh, pretty quickly because this is a show that's already got a couple of years. I saw it. Ten back years. in the day. The show's 10 yeah. years old. Like you should have seen it by now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and both of us highly recommend it. I loved it mm-hmm. a long time ago, and Dan is finally getting the chance to get through it, uh, and he's yeah. liking it a lot. Yeah, while the TV season's slow, it's like a good excuse to uh, go back and, and watch sure. stuff. So, yeah, if we could do one, my goal is one season a month for the mm-hmm. next six, six months eight? or so. Yeah. Okay. If we can do it, uh, yeah. That's I think we can. The yeah. the fun thing about this show and uh, uh, something that pays watching it a second time is that uh, the the shtick is, and I've railed against these shows a little bit in the past. Uh, this is a bad man doing good for his own what he thinks is good, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. The only difference I think in this show is that I think that he is legitimately has his family's interest in mind that I, I, I don't think that this is an ego mm-hmm. trip. I don't think that he is like pushed to the end of his rope. I think mm-hmm. he's just like the world is this way. I went to war. I came back. I know that the world is this way. Now the only mm-hmm. way we're going to get through this is fighting. Yeah. And yeah. And, and also, and then, and, and he only pretty much fights people who are also fighting. Like there's no real collateral damage. Per se for the yeah. for the Shelby's. Yeah, he's not going to seek it seek it out. Um because it is a TV show, we do need an I for me need battles. I need uh I need wars um to be fought, you know, but also I like to see that they when they find resolution, like when they marry off uh, oh, yeah. John to the well, uh, Lee family. Exactly. You know, to settle a war to to, to basically come together to, is- to take out the Kimbers. This is what I was. This is what I was going towards. Yeah. So the, it pays off watching it a second time, and this is where the the the, the spoiler is, because yeah. almost everything that happens in this show is something that Tommy was planning, even right. and almost especially when it seems spur of the moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Tommy basically and doesn't really need to very very much, mm-hmm. but basically goads the Lees into that blade to the face fight. Uh, right. Just to make them become enemies, so that he could become friends of the of their enemies and the, the old enemies oh, right. of my enemies yeah. adage. Yeah. Only then to marry <laughs> into the Lee family, right. so as to Use ruin them. the guys that he yeah. would uh, the Billy Kimber, right. the enemies of his enemies. Right, right. 
yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's got a lot of stuff planned planned out, and we see that multiple times where he doesn't fill the family in, like with the guns, mm-hmm. uh, the gun shipment. Like that's not known by anybody except for well, I think the sister, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, who I thought was his mom for a long time, I think, but I think it's the sister. Obviously, uh, Polly the, uh, the is older. His aunt. Polly is his aunt. Aunt. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Aunt Paul. Because she does Paul. seem like a little on the outs, uh, outside, a little bit looking. Well, in. right. She's well, we're that. supposed. We're supposed yeah. to understand that, like uh, women were, they said she was yeah. a second class citizen up until right. all the men had to go to war. Right. That's and right. then when the, and in that in that time, not only had Paul had her hands already dirty from doing real business since since even when they didn't respect her, she was probably pretty like working pretty hard. Uh-huh. Now she took over the whole operation while they were away at war. Right. So now she she really got knows how it works. Yeah. Knows how to run it. You know. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that's what I say. Yeah. So Tommy, the smarts of Tommy with uh, planning stuff, not really saying things, uh, keeping things from his family just because kind of for their own benefit so that, you know, well, everybody's not overthinking me, things and he's in control. It reminds me of, do you remember Snatch, the movie Snatch? Kind of. Uh, there's somewhat, a scene yeah. where Bricktop uh, is uh, is the bad guy, the guy who has the pigs. Okay. Uh, the guy who tells you he has a bunch of beware a man with feral pigs. Okay. Uh, he uh, he spoiler gets shot at the end uh, by the Pikes, who are basically the Lee family. Uh, right. They they and the whole uh, there's a there's what's his name Jason Statham is narrating the whole movie and he's in that moment when the when the when Bricktop is getting shot. Him and his partner, uh, Statham and his partner, are making faces, and he goes. Mm-hmm. And the voiceover say says the reason we're making those stupid faces is because we didn't know that this was about to happen. Like right. we were not aware that we that our enemy was about to meet his untimely end. Yeah, this other guy was taking care of it for us, and uh-huh. the reason we didn't know is because he needed our stupid reaction to look real. Right, right. And I think a lot of times that. Tommy needs his react his family's reactions to be real. Yeah. And that's why he doesn't tell them what's going on. Right. He needs everybody to kind of pretend like every like nobody knows what's going on. So yeah. he just doesn't let anybody know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it's smart. It's smart. It's a Tony, it's a Tony Soprano kind of a yeah. uh move, you know? Yeah. A, uh, a classic boss move. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, no. Uh, Killian Murphy. I was trying to think of where he is in terms of his career at this point because he's like, post. Yeah, like uh, what is Scarecrow? Then twenty eight days later, obviously. Oh wow, yeah, that's way back. No, that's I'm saying he's back, post right? Scarecrow. He's post. Oh Batman. yeah, Scarecrow was like two thousand eight, I think. Right, the first Batman Begins mm-hmm. around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's kind of coming up, doing still. Oh, like he's, it's just, I think he's done his. He's done a lot of his big movies already at that point. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it, it's just funny to me because I think today I don't think he would make a show like this, maybe. Mm-hmm. But like back then, he was like in that prime time of like you know what I'm saying, trying to. Well, to uh, feel like, take over I, I leading roles and stuff, you know? I don't know. When is the first year that this show aired? 2013. Okay. I don't know that Ten that's years. true. I feel like this is sort of a passion project. I think that this is something that oh, he picked out because oh, he's okay. done, at this point, he's done Inception. He's done uh, Batman. He's done uh, two of the Batman uh, movies. <clears throat> he's He's established... I think that this is because he likes it. I think this is something that he yeah. was like, let's get this made because it's a cool story. And I think it's that thing where um, you want to make stuff in the UK where, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sure. like uh, kind of like uh, Idris. Well, Idris Elba yeah. is like, we kind of just learned recently, I guess, that 
about his career. I don't know if you uh, heard some of those combos after. I think it was related to the promotion of um, Hijack or whatever. He was talking about how he like didn't have. He almost like quit acting and stuff. So he like went back to the UK kind of because he wasn't getting like lead roles. And that's how. He, and then he did Luther, and mm-hmm. then that's what got that started to get him more. Because he already done the wire, but he wasn't really sure. leading man, and they weren't giving him like leading stuff. But he wanted to be, and he knew he should be a leading man. So, uh, took Luther, went back home, you know. So, um, I wonder if that's part of it yeah. too, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which you don't want to lose like your did, roots, you know? Like you want to do something. Sure. Your, yeah. I can absolutely cool. see that be the case. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, I got some. I got some fun yeah, go notes which which come from Please. having seen. So I've seen up to. The end of season, I'm not sure, three or four. I think you said three before. Yeah, I think so, but but I'm just trying to think of like all the stuff that happens, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. might be four because there's a lot of stuff. There's still a lot of stuff that, but Mm -hmm. it is funny to come back and watch these characters, uh, the ones that make it as far as uh, season four, right? And and see the the original versions of them. Yeah, Uh, specifically, uh, I'm not telling you if if and where he makes it till, but Uh watching this version of Arthur. Uh, the eldest oh, okay. of the Shelby's and yep. the uh, clearly the most damaged by his uh, by their uh, negligent father. Uh, yeah, you know he's got some. He's definitely got some problems Daddy with the issues. heart. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's yep. got some some trust issues and stuff. Yeah, uh, the yeah it, to see him at the very beginning just be like the supporting super. Guy, kind of like. And, and and very the uh, de- deferring to Tommy uh-huh. so much uh-huh. like it's it's. It, it's probably not surprising if you know stories like this, but the amount of pushback Tommy gets increases, you know, f- right. uh, as the show as goes, goes on. on. Uh huh. So it makes sense that that the should that the character is more uh, different at the beginning, but right. it's still super uncomfortable to see a guy who's so like known for his violence and his anger and his like stuff like that yeah. to like put it, to hang his head so much in yeah. this first season. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even Arthur tries to kill himself, right? Like. Uh, oh yeah. At the be- at I the forgot end about I for- totally season. forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, and then even uh, like killing like they're Tommy. They're they're joking about um, like use a gun next time or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, if you're gonna really do that because he saw he could he tell what he did because he can't tell him that he loves him and he doesn't want him to kill yeah. himself. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of which, the coming back to season one, uh, uh-huh. beautiful thing that happens coming back to season one is that I get to revisit a one of my favorite characters that doesn't get out of season one. You know who that is, of course. Right? Um, Sam Neill? No. No, Danny Wisbang. Oh, oh. Wisbang. Oh, well, he's really he disappears in the middle part sure. of the well, show. Well, I mean, he time. does, but he doesn't though. I I thought he disappeared for longer. He pops up pretty quick. He pops up like two. Well, like, I thought. I guess he's I in legitimately. And out. I legitimately thought he only showed up in like the last episode again as a big oh, surprise. Like, uh-huh. ta-da, I didn't really die. Yeah. He's back two episodes later after he's shot. He's, That's true. He's, they, running, they the, the... he's running the missions and stuff. He's in London doing right. his, his business. Right, yeah. They yeah, also was... mentioned that he gets drunk and he's given away information. Right, and I'm trying to remember if like... because the first, Oh, it was just like the first episode. I didn't remember that they fake killed him to appease the uh, Italian dudes or whatever. Right. You don't town, know yeah. that they fake killed him, right, until the end until of the episode. he shows up again. I think oh, the end right. of the episode. You're right. No, right? you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Because you see him on the little thing and he's like getting away. Yeah. Um, but it's a good move, though. Boat. It's a good move. It's a good. It's cool. And I love that character. Thing. It's such a, he's Rambo, right? He's like uh, the guy who came back from the war yeah. broken and, and only his brothers will take care of him. Well, he's like, like yeah, and it's interesting, though, to see, like, they use, 
this is a whole thing, dude. This is like you could talk for literally hours on this show about like PTSD and the effects sure. of the, the war and stuff. Because Tommy has his own lot of yeah. demons too. Oh, which he's got demons. They're just usually more so uh, aggravated or like he thinks about it like when he's smoking uh, opium. It seems like you know, like he, his right. daily life. He's un, he's in control, seemingly uh, in control, and whereas. Danny Wizbang's completely off the off the rails and like cannot. Well, he's keep it got yeah. He's inside. getting straight. What are those called? Those are just uh, uh tremors, like uh, terrors, like uh. Yeah, where you just you just having a break, a psychotic break, you know. Yeah, he's like fully think, broken by his because mm-hmm. uh, he stabs that Italian guy, right? Yeah, exactly. Death. Just because he he like pulled his arm or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. they but they chose such an an actor with such a big bright smile, and he's such a like. Such a like he's an goofy, oaf looking dude. He's yeah, like oaf, but yeah. he's very mm-hmm. he he like especially that he still calls Tommy by his like soldier by his rank. Like he's uh-huh. so he's so trusting and loyal that you're like you know who he is. Hi, and I'm gonna say a little bit more about we're gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about the Godfather in this episode. Uh-huh. But he reminds me of um oh what's his name Luca Brasi yeah of uh, right. in, of the you know the guy yeah. that. You love him be- just because he's so loyal. Yeah. He's big and he's scary and he's a monster, yep. but he's on your side. So you're like, yeah, that guy's great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So when he comes back around at the in the last episode and you see where that gun is, like they t- keep talking right about that one missing gun. Like, oh, we found oh, all yeah. the guns. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. for one, and then we see that gun and that those guns are crazy looking, dude. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, it's period specific. I don't early from World War One yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a. Uh, um, that was cool to have him come back full circle. And then it's kind of fitting too, where like he died, you know, like it kind of, it yeah. makes sense. They already had his, his grave dug, like they said, where they kept, well, the it, was and stuff. Cu- it was, it was, it was, it was, um, it was, uh, covered up and then uncovered. So it was open. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's also just like, cause he got, it, we opened the season with him dying and then he didn't die. And then we close the season. Oh, he's alive, but now he's dead. You know what I'm saying? So it's like full circle. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a well, full circle. Well, a beautiful toast uh, at the end when he says, "Maybe may we all be lucky enough to die twice." Yeah. Like, what yeah. A, what a nice cool. what, what a nice send off. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so one thing I wanted to that it just came to mind too that like mm-hmm. I love and like really makes this show is like the setting of the city. Um, I don't know where they. They filmed it like obviously England has old ass places still, so they can um, sure. find these kind of coal towns or whatever this is that just looks horrendous, like horrendous living conditions, right? Um, very just like inner city, but like when they didn't have the ability to to even control any air population, air um, what do you call it, air pollution. Um, they even remark, right? Oh, it's good to be out on the racetrack before they fight the lees because it's like we're out of the city, we're out of the the yeah. sootiness of the uh, city. Well. If if you if you take a if you take a look at the uh, I know that there are call we're talking about Birmingham, Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. It's in no, England, Birmingham. We know is, that. It's, yep. it's in Liverpool. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's a few pictures where you can see the neighborhood where they're filming this, uh-huh. and the neighborhood's really nice. It's like a very nice neighborhood. Except what they do is they just take off all the buildings trims. So they took up oh, all the okay. like little gates around the windows, little little flower like uh-huh. like everything. Little what are those called? Lips like the lip of a windowsill and stuff. All that stuff. Uh-huh. They just shave the buildings so that they're just brick boxes. 
And then they just fill in all the, you know what it is. And this is the reason maybe why the freaking uh, uh, theme song is so fitting for it. Because uh-huh. uh, they clearly have sparks and explosion factories throughout the city, right? Yeah. This is all they're developing. They don't make yeah. anything except sparks and explosions. This is where they develop. <laughs> the entire yeah. country of England, all of their sparks and all of their explosions comes from this town. Right. Uh, yeah. It seems like, so all the like clanging and banging and stuff of yeah. the towns mixes with the bell ringing and stuff of right. the music. Oh. Oh, right. So That's true. It, it, That's true. It fit like like you'll be hearing like uh, Red Right Hand and there's bell hits, bell, like, bells being struck in the song. Yeah. And you'll see like explosions of sparks to the music of the bells. Right. Right. Come off as if it was like a, an anvil hit. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's another reason it, it fits. Yeah. Pretty neat. But, but yeah, like, they, they just they dress up Liverpool to look all messed up. Yeah, dude. And it's, it's it goes a long way. Like that's where I could tell this shows like on another level because there's like an unbroken opening shot to the show in, in the first season where uh, uh, Tommy's on a horse riding through town and we follow <laughs> yeah. him. We yeah. literally just follow him through town and you take in this whole entire setting and you're just like, oh shit, okay, this is a whole world, you know, like 1922, I believe, 23, right? Mm-hmm. Within like three years after the war, I think, something like that. I think so, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So just in terms of like world building and setting, uh, setting, you know, it's like the show does a really good job of that. So, and, does and, it stay get, the seasons that you know? Do they all stay in the same place, or, are they, or do uh, we go outside? No, we expand. Okay. We expand with okay. the Shelbys as their as their crime family grows. Oh, that makes sense. A lot of, lot of Godfather, a lot of Godfather uh, connections here. Clearly, like the vibe is a hundred percent different because the Italian mafia and the Peaky Blinders are entirely different. Like vibe, just the mood sure. of the yeah, yeah. thing is different. Mm-hmm. But uh, but like as far as a, a crime families come up in the world, it's very Through similar. like working class means kind of like uh, uh, right? like coming up yeah. not with money necessarily. Right. You know, like you're coming up for. You put together this operation. D- yeah, but if you, a, and, and I'm only saying this because I just watched or I just saw a discussion on people who had just seen uh, the Godfather, both Godfathers for the first time. Uh-huh. Uh, but when Godfather 2 hits, uh, that's Vito Corleone's story. He is nothing. He is literally nothing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, as much as the uh, Michaels is from a family of wealth, right? They, they're only, he's only one generation removed from dirt poor. Exactly. So, like, exactly. so, like, if you really think about it, uh, if it depending on how long you watch the Peaky Blinders develop, you could mm-hmm. easily see them walk m- into their Michael Corleone uh, generation. Right. Oh, interesting. Okay. So it has that trajectory. Like they're mm-hmm. on that same trajectory of like uh, similar becoming similar. a bigger, bigger family yeah. stuff. Okay. Cool. That's great. Uh, That's good to know. I want and I wanted to say uh, the, the the crime family rise is the main story of all the Peaky Blinders seasons, but there's like mm-hmm. uh, these little stories that kind of overlap them. And uh, in this first season, our overlapping stories are, I would say, the Winston Churchill, uh, Sam Neill's oh. character. What's his name? Uh, I already forgot it. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, me too. Dick Face Mick, shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Excuse me for my language. I Inspector don't know Chester so Campbell. Campbell. There you that's go. Right. Campbell. So Inspector Campbell's. Uh, well, and then the reason he gets all those uh, uh, epithets is because uh, his story is also a story of love. Dude, the story of, so, ro- of of romance <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Like when he proposed to uh, I saw Grace, that. I don't know how you could have seen how that came out of nowhere. You're 
out of your mind. What do you mean? Every oh, single time he kept grabbing her hands, the man would not oh, stop oh. trying to hold her oh, hands. Well, she was also, constantly like, stop touching my hands. Yeah, and it's also like, I'm not giving uh, credence to the time when like the woman did not really have necessarily oh, yeah. like say or like she was, agency he was to be saying, like, may I, may I own you please? Yeah, and it wasn't weird to be like, you're like 20, I'm 50. No, no, no. Not just you're like 20, I'm 50. You are my dead father's friend. (laughs) Oh, was that right? Yeah. Is that a... He he says to her, she says, she says like, you're not my father a couple of times. Right, right. He says to her like, your father was the best. Your father was... I I remember, okay. He was the best like guy I ever knew, like partner I ever had. I Uh promised him I would take care of you and watch out for you. And now I want to bang you. Like that's, (laughs) yeah, that guy sucks. That guy sucks so hard. Like the best thing that this show does and, and it, and it kind of loses it. Uh, the first time you see Campbell uh, appear in the show, it is Mm. nightmarish. Uh, all the show's normal. In fact, you just said it. Uh, it's a, it's a long unbroken, uh, very, uh, cinema verite shot of mm-hmm. him riding a horse through town. Yeah, nothing crazy about it. Just feel what this world feels like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the first time they show Campbell, mm-hmm. it's all angles and faded shots and like right. over impo- superimposed, like, like two images or, or or two images on top mm-hmm. of each other, as mm-hmm. if he's watching angles that they can't see him from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like it's a nightmare. It's a little bit of a nightmare of him like coming into the city. Yeah. And it's cool. It's cause like, he's supposed to be the good one, the police officer with really right. unbreakable, unflappable morals. Yeah. And he is the one that is hiding the one that is like scary and then behind like shadows and stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where Tommy is open for everyone to see just on a, yeah. on a beautiful, getting horse. the respect of like, you see everybody kowtowing to like his every yeah. move, you know? Just like mm-hmm. nodding their cap or getting out of the way, like steering clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so that, they do that a really good job of uh, setting up Sam Neill, too. Yeah, oh, the I just. The white hat and the black hat switching places, basically. Right, yeah. I just remember, too, that moment is like when they strike that kind of deal when Tommy goes because he knows that Campbell's sniffing around. Yeah, the restaurant scene. That's what like put this show on uh, the old path that I was thinking of, like with the drama, like of. Um, you know, just setting things in motion where it's just like, okay, these guys are adversaries, but they're going to work together or they're like, they're going to have some way to like help each other. At least they think they do. Each one thinks they got uh, it over on the other guy a little bit, no, but, but ultimately, that, no. the, but that's the beauty. That is the beauty of these two characters facing off against each other is that they yeah. don't have anything but contempt from minute one. And they yeah. act civilized because they know that that's the, that's the, uh, that is the language that they have to speak to each other for their to gain whatever it is they want but they only have contempt for each other and the most beautiful part to me is that scene that very scene you're talking about in that restaurant that that Mm -hmm. that white shitty doily restaurant that of course Campbell would go to yeah but Uh that is a place that like Thomas Shelby would never be in no he seemed to so out of place there yeah yeah and I've seen restaurants like that in stuff like this it reminds me of in uh, Man of the High uh, Castle High Tower? I don't know. What man in the High Castle. Ca- yeah, Man in the Castle. Yeah, he, I've never seen uh, it. When it, they, Don't they meet like uh, Hitler in one of those little uh I don't know. I watched like a couple eps. I couldn't get into that yeah. show. Well, yeah. Is that yeah, right, though? They, they go to some high, hoity-toity they, place. Yeah. Or if not Hitler, they meet somebody who was like an ineffective uh, shit bag or something. Uh-huh. And it's because of uh-huh. like meetings like that in places like this that right. uh, people with no respect for actual strength get to like act as if they're like, 
a, a big deal. And, mm-hmm. and it's perfect in this scene because uh, the entire scene, the entire scene, mm-hmm. Tommy is going like, look at me. I'm outmaneuvering you <laughs> in in play. Like yeah. you're standing there with your morals and your stature and your position. And yeah. you're like, I'm above you. But yeah. you've got these slick plays because you're a slick gangster who's full of tricks and schemes. And that puts us level. Right. That's what yeah. that's what that that's what that's where Sam Neill thinks that scene is going to yeah. end. Yeah. And that's when Tommy says, why would I shake hands with a man who wouldn't even fight for his own country? Yeah. And just walks away. Yeah. And you realize Tommy was standing above him in all possible aspects. The entire right. conversation. Yeah. That's dope sure. as shit. Yeah. And that's why all this like early stuff with these characters and stuff like we're really we're 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 trying to figure out the angles like what they're capable of like who they are as people and that that was another scene where yeah like you realize uh, there's levels to tommy's game oh, of like yeah. where he's at yeah he there is there are reasons to respect the person and there are reasons why someone is despicable and if you watch these two people and you do you watch these two people carry on through their day on paper yeah. you would say the police officer is respectable and the gangster is despicable and in context you're like oh no the people Police officer is an absolute piece of shit, and mm-hmm. Tommy is fun and cool and mm-hmm. l- legitimately trying to help everybody he loves most of the time. <laughs> like yeah. most of the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. But if he needs to like head something off at a pass, like do something before they do it to him, kind of a thing, he knows. Or if he what just wants do. something that he wants too, and that's where we yeah. get to, I believe, the weakest part of the first season of this show. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Are you say Grace, Lady? But I am. I. If you would allow me, Dan, I would like to say Grace. <laughs> uh, yes. And now Raul will sing you a bar, uh, tell oh. an Irish bar song. My uh, friend, he's been practicing. the the thing I like about her the most is her singing. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is the really the is that right? I don't you need don't the like- I don't need the long scenes of singing. I don't necessarily yeah. need them, but they're beautiful songs. Uh, they're they're beautifully sung, and I there is something about Irish bar songs like sung to a full bar, whether yeah. everyone's singing along or like holding their hat to yeah. their heart and uh, as a single tear rolls down their cheek. Yeah, that are just some of the most like cinematic and like gorgeously lived in scenes in film. Like I just love those scenes. They're wonderful. Yeah. 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 So, but you're saying you didn't like, cause I really liked her as a, as a character. Yeah. Like sketching around too much. I think she's, but I'm just saying as an actress, I think she does like a good job. Like as you know, mad at the actress. Yeah. And I, 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 in my mind, obviously she's a very pretty lady. Yeah. And these type of situations though, like story wise, you know that it has to go one of two ways where it's like she's undercover. Either she's mm-hmm. just like going to stick hardcore to her thing or whatever. And then that's it. But I, I thought this show and I, you could see how it's set up with Killian's issues with like love and relationships or whatever. And so she kind of fills that gap. So I, I kind of foretold that like I knew that she was going to become enthralled with him and fall in with him. It didn't go exactly like that. Like she kind of plays both sides at the end and kind of is like just well, okay. eases her way out. Kind of honestly is like yeah. I, I love Tommy, uh, but I don't want to do this anymore kind of thing, which was different. Like I wasn't really expecting something so uh, just like on the table like that to, to go down. Yeah, um, I was gonna say uh, it seems it seems a little bit like you're saying that it surprised you that it was as tropey as it yeah. was. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. But but I don't think it should because I think that's the thing that's the 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 thing about this show 
anything complicated about this show is in the machinations of Tommy's like uh, 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 business. Right. Uh, all of the characters are absolutely broad stroke uh, stereotypes. Like yeah. there is none of these characters are, are, are have a lot of like depth. They, and- the the closest these characters have to depth is uh, moments where they sit quietly in 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 uh, angst. Uh, uh-huh. before deciding to grab or not grab at whatever uh, vice they're currently hurting <laughs> themselves with. Right. Like, that's really the, the 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 most that you get out of them. You're in yeah. fact you're getting more character out of like they said those moments where they overact, where they where they act yeah. like super ridiculous. You go like that is painting mm-hmm. a picture of who this character is for me, right? Right. Uh like I'm thinking of characters like Billy Kimber uh who's like a cartoon uh or like uh mm-hmm. even like a a, a I, I couldn't put uh, make heads or tails of uh, his uncle, uh, Tommy's uncle. Oh yeah, the, who thinks like, he like knows better and like kind of. Not, but he's just a character. He's basically like uh, his his better angel. That's all his character really is, right? Yeah, yeah. But like, uh, but this being the show, it is his better angel has to be wrong because like being bad. We don't is need good. him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, we don't need. Exactly, we don't exactly. want. Him. And he and it, rightfully so kind of disappears. Uh, and, yeah, for, like, only to pop up whenever three, four, five. you yeah. need someone trusted. Which is yeah. which is really what they what they needed was a handful of Peaky Blinders so that you could be like oh okay that's a Peaky Blinder that's not a person who's gonna stab him in the back you right, you can right. you don't have to worry about that angle of the story being a thing that you have to worry about yeah uh, the only one who could stab him in the back was the one that he trusted who wasn't a Peaky Blinder which was Grace and that's right. exactly her character that's why I wasn't surprised at anything she did because she's exactly ex- mm-hmm. she carried her story out to a T but. Mm-hmm. I still didn't see the turns. I like, I can't, I don't think the story did a great job of telling me where in the like story why? that character was deciding to do the things they did. Specifically, a, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of times, but very, very specifically, when she shoots the guys, the communists, is that who she shoots? Yeah. When she yeah, shoots the NRA the guy, or uh, not NRA. IRA guy. IRA, IRA yeah. not the mm-hmm. National Rifle Assistant. I wrote NRA down in my notes. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And that's the guy. Oh, just side note. That's the guy who comes back whose brother, right? He killed. She right. killed that guy. I'm talking guy, about the then, second guy she yeah. kills. Yeah, yeah, I'm not even talking about the first guy who also, yeah. uh, they kind of sell you on some like, and this is another No, that scene was weird. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they sell like, you on The this, reason she was following and all that kind of they stuff. They sell you like, on the idea that she's especially angry because her parents or just her dad her dad was killed yeah uh so so that's why maybe she wants to take personal revenge she wants to get her hands dirty right she's a little too ambitious like she's ambitious but she hasn't been tested in her life it also doesn't match up or at least they don't have enough time for her to then spin around into now i'm on the peaky blinder sides on top Uh of which even if she did have enough time to make that turn putting that second killing in the middle of those two points doesn't Mm -hmm. make any sense how is she tra- traveling towards I'm now on the side of I'm now against the cops have, yeah. and then like does she think you're that, talking about the killing in the bar at the end yes right? towards the end no, yeah. no, 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 no. I would say that's in the middle episode 5 episode oh, 5 okay. I believe I, yeah when she shoots the when well, he the tells IRA her to guy's walk the first in guy, right? the IRA the first guy well they're both IRA three. guys they're both IRA guys oh that well, was, she shoots the guy in the bar that's like the Kimber. Uh, wait, no, who's that guy? No, that's an IRA guy. Oh, you're right. That is that IRA. Yeah, yeah, yes. that's the brother. That's the That's what I'm talking guy. about. Yeah, yeah. That's the one that made less sense. I think the first one yes. still makes sense. The second one doesn't really. You're, you're right. When she came out with that, or she's in the back with the gun, I'm still thinking, and he tells her to hold what is she going to do? Yeah, and like, what is she going to do? So when she comes out firing and kills the See, dude, that was surprising. Yes. And that to me is the show. And it shouldn't the, be, really. 
and and I don't know if maybe the writers have something where they would explain it and I go, oh, I didn't get that. But to uh-huh. me, the writers had that like uh, the question of is she going to come out and protect him from the uh, IRA guys because she likes him or is she going to mm-hmm. go away, like not do it and let uh-huh. whatever goes down because she's on the cop side. Right. And then she comes out and shoots the IRA guy and I go, I don't know why she did that. <laughs> that, yeah. that you know, like, and the I think only- it was the show trying to go like, oh, I surprised you. I zigged. There was zig and, and zag knew. and I picked a third thing, you know? And like, she, well, and I think she knew because she, she would have been told that they were the cops were in on it maybe, like they were supposed to be there. Right. Remember they were supposed to come in and they came late. So then I think she was forced into action because of that too. You know, that's I think part of it. And I'm like you're sure. saying though, they make, they keep it dramatic story wise. Cause we don't know we're we didn't hear that conversation. So we don't know. Now, you that's know what, what we could, you know what, yeah. what could be happening? Mm-hmm. You know, what, something they could have sold us on is that she was, she's like a, 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 a sympathetic bleeding heart. She uh-huh. killed that IRA man. And now Tommy's about to get hurt for something she did. And that's why she comes out and kills him. Oh, interesting. That's yeah, a perfect like part of her. But they, her. Didn't, but they didn't sell that. They yeah. didn't sell anything like that. Yeah. No, that's, that's a perfectly true. reason for her to do that. Yeah. She's protecting. She doesn't like that get love came. Tommy, but she's not going to let him get hurt over something she did. Right. right. That's a step. Yeah. You take the steps to get her to now I'm in love with the Peaky Blinder. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. that's that's a different because they get she's so I didn't remember how hardcore she is at the beginning of the of the show yeah. to be a cop. Yeah. Like she is full in it. Yeah. She is, and yeah. then, yeah, mm-hmm. by the end of the season, she's just in love. Yeah, yeah, and I, that's why I say, like, I, I saw that, uh, I saw that coming, kind of, um, and I kind of cheated because, obviously, there's like plenty of room for her to be killed by the end of this uh, season, potentially. Mm-hmm. But I looked it up, and I guess she's in 19 total of the 30. Uh, what is it? 36 episodes of this show. Mm-hmm. So I know she's going to be in. Oh, you more don't think she gets shot in the face at the end of the uh, first season? Is no, that not what you so. think no. happens in that cliffhanger? <laughs> yeah. uh, she's also there. She's also there for Sam Neill, for Campbell to be a shitbag to uh, because we need to hate uh, Campbell as oh, much right. as possible. Yeah. So she is there, which is like a slight fridging of a female character that's not wonderful, but I guess they had to sign that character off. In some way, somebody had to be mistreated by this guy for you to know that he's a piece of shit. Yeah. So um, is Sam Neill in more episodes? He he's in continue se- to he continues to be there. Yeah. In season two, mm-hmm. at least, at least we'll um, just say that for. I will tell you that much. Uh, yeah, his character. That's weird. I thought he was going to be the big bad in and out kind of thing, but his that's interesting. his uh, his character arc in this first season is fantastic. I really like yeah. how he goes from yeah. like. A, a religious fanatical dickbag to mm-hmm. like in a brothel corrupted like, monster like yeah. corrupted uh, 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 holier than thou sh- like absolute garbage person well I li- okay uh, so the, I like the move the the, the like thing of like uh, when she protects he realizes that she's protecting uh, Tommy and then he pulls back everybody instead of doing the raid because then she would be in the line of fire and get mm-hmm. pulled in right that's what I assume is that he's protecting uh, her because he's protect uh, she's protecting Tommy and she doesn't want her to be uh, or he doesn't want her to be involved and yeah. pulled into that from that but side at the, of things. at the end he pulls them back just because he wants them to kill each other like he doesn't care at yeah, the yeah, end when exactly. he says he doesn't want that's then but that's that doesn't just, have anything to do with her that doesn't right, have anything exactly. to do with her yeah he's, he's fully like but then when he's pulling the gun on her at the end 
Um, I'm, do we have like what is the reasoning? Like I don't even. That's just that came his out broken heart. That That's just his nowhere. ego. That is his, okay. his, his ego. He's just come full circle so with much. his feelings. He and can't believe yeah. that any that this girl that is so pure and innocent and wonderful would want to lay down with beasts like these yeah. when such an upright and stalwart man <laughs> such as himself who yeah. believes and trusts in God would ask her 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 to be his wife or whatever. Is it also too that for his own sake he he resigned because he talks to Churchill right before that scene and he says like I have a made a decision about my future and I take that to mean he's done. Like he's no. he's done with Oh no. no. Oh okay. He's, that means he doesn't want the promotion. He wants to stick around and oh, right. hurt the peaky blind. They were trying to put him up into the government or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's right. Okay. Okay. So uh, as much as I love uh, Sam Neill's character, I didn't love uh, Grace's, but I don't hate her. She's she's literally the weakest character in the season to me, and I give her like a C plus. Interesting. For me, I would give. The, Ooh, I know who it is. I know who the it is. Communist. Can I guess? Yeah, uh, yeah. That's what I was Thorn, say. yeah. All that then, stuff, dude, is like very TV ish to me. If like, I gave yeah. Grace a C plus, I yeah. forgot that Freddie was part of this. <laughs> <laughs> but you give Freddie above her, like no, uh, I like, oh, he okay. got a okay. an A you forgot, N slash A. He got an N slash A. Oh, that's not, funny. Not applicable. <laughs> uh, yeah, did yeah, not yeah. DNF. That's did funny. not finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, because all his stuff is like uh, this. It's such like a TV thing of like this is the through line of like this is like uh, Tommy's uh, sister gets pregnant with an IRA guy, and, and now but he the has IRA to deal guy with- is his childhood best friend though. Yeah, that's true. Do we know that? Did we already? Yeah, did they? They say that pretty early in the show. Uh, uh, Polly yeah, says kinda... something to the extent of like, uh, "You've been you friends since before you could uh, poop yeah. yourself." Or something. And then they have that conversation where like. Um, Thorn comes at him with a gun oh, on, says, the, on the I've, bank I've of the been, river. I've been like, in love with her since I was she was ten. Yeah. I was twelve. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like it's a complicated thing because most shows would like if it's The Sopranos and he's like let's say like big pussy like he's dying like he's gonna mm-hmm. die and so that's the vibe of like that I was waiting for um, that yeah. other shoe to drop of like him that to be finished. Yeah, like him to do it in a crafty but, way. But to, here's the but here's the thing about. Tommy, and this is why I like, this is another reason why I like Tommy so much more than I like any of the dirtbags that run like Mad Men or The Sopranos or uh, uh-huh. specifically Breaking Bad. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, like he, look at what he does with the Lees uh, and he's trying to do it with Freddie also because he's his best friend, also because it's not But nothing's working, right? So that's like. He, but his, but he would much rather add to his arsenal than eliminate enemies. Like that is way more in his interest is to build allies. And so, so he's, so uh-huh. he's giving Freddie jobs, even when he's like, like semi maybe trying to kill him or just trying to oust yeah. them yeah you'll still give him something to do like on the way out hey be useful you know like make uh-huh. yourself useful and go to america and do this or go to or just get out of the town because you're part of this deal i made with the cop or something yeah. you know like he's not even trying to break up him and his sister like what? he doesn't really ever try to split them up he wants them but to leave together i know but and he gives so many chances though and he doesn't take it so it's all set up like he needs to die basically mm-hmm. and then when he doesn't so they set up the, the raid tommy's in on that obviously right he gives up uh freddie's position to well um, he gives Campbell, up the so he gets arrested doesn't he get oh yeah yeah that's oh for no, sure. no 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 absolutely not 
No, she is super mad at him, and he says, "I didn't do it." Remember the look on his face? I know he says that, but he did I still not do it because the timing no. of it was so like. Yeah, but they, oh, but, he's safe. He's safe for him to come think, out. I think that Killian absolutely sells this. I think that the look on his face is actual surprise. We see Killian's uh-huh. like, like, like no, like nothing face a lot throughout the show. He's constantly being being called on something. You a piece of information. You have the mm-hmm. guns, don't you? Something like that. And he's mm-hmm. got a hundred percent zero reaction. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. He's I'm not. I'm giving you shit. nothing. Yeah. When. When uh, uh, Ada comes in and says, you son of a bitch, it was you, yeah. he is uh, absolutely shocked. His face drops. He doesn't know what's happening. He's celebrating. He's well, that's happy. why I thought it was a, I thought it was a perfect way to he set it up. It's like, it we're not, out here doing this, him. having fun. Okay, by the way, this is going to be going and on. And that's why at the end, when, when Ada walks in and says, uh, like... Uh, the, Polly told you, you believe her, right? Like, you believe me now? Do you forgive uh-huh. me for, this, for all well, this? Yeah. And she but says, then he yeah. gives a look. Yeah, but then he gives a look like I thought that he was saying like we're, like we like he's hugging her and then it stays on his face like he's hiding something still, you know. So that's why I took that as like uh, he's saying that we're doing what we have to do to kind of like keep things cool for now. But um, but yeah, that was the one thing, and I think it was supposed to be like I think it makes sense that you're well, on that side and I'm on this side, and like it's somewhere uh, I don't know, like because. Unless it's answered specifically on like who gave him up, does it have to be somebody, or was it just they were waiting? Uh, also, doesn't house, also you know? doesn't doesn't Tommy ask Campbell later, like who gave Freddie up? Uh, I don't remember that. I I I thought I thought that they, but yeah, if so, you just Google the question, it comes up. Uh, a lot of answers basically saying eventually Freddie was arrested, thrown into prison, with many thinking Tommy was the one who sold him out. With many thinking Tommy was right, it so it's still say. like yeah. I do not believe it was Tommy. I, I think don't it's think... supposed to be purposely kind of ambiguous though, because uh, he it's like a it's like a oh it's duh a good... okay no 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 it was Grace it was Grace Grace is the one who turns him oh okay yeah oh she overheard it in the um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she overheard it in the bar that's right that's right yeah, yeah okay yeah. I I know I didn't remember and this is another thing I want to bring up about the Godfather I didn't remember that because there's a lot of moving parts in this season. Uh, I there I heard yeah. people talking about watching Godfather one and two for the first time, and they were talking about how in the Godfather one they're watching the movie and they're watching the story and they're going, "Wow, this is crazy! I see how the, all these tie, connections tie. I can follow yeah. the five families. I understand what this means. They're going mm-hmm. to the mats. I dig it. It's mm-hmm. cool. I understand it. I love it. Great." Then I'm watching the second Godfather, and I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know who's (laughs) in charge of what. I don't know how Uh this guy ended up over here, but I still love it. It's still great. It's really good. I'm freaking into it. Oh, my God. The stakes are so high, and I don't understand what they are. (laughs) That's funny. I feel like this first season of Peaky Blinders threatens to slide into that territory, Mm. and I don't think it ever does. I think it all stays pretty clear what's happening, but I do think there is enough moving parts at some points that you're like, ooh, I could easily like forget about an entire storyline. Well, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. When that guy came back, and I think episode uh, five, the IRA guy. When they break him out? Oh, no, oh, no. Okay. The IRA gotcha, guy gotcha. that like is getting retaliated, like, trying to figure out where uh, where his brother died or whatever. And so I had to think back. Yeah, and I didn't even remember that was the one that, uh, that Grace had killed until you said it. So I was like, I know I'm forgetting somebody. I remember somebody dying from IRA, but I just like, I don't know, was questioning it. Mm-hmm. So that was one, yeah, that was like kind of like a, a dangling thread that they try to reconnect that was like, uh, I don't I don't really remember that. Um, but for the most part, no, everything was pretty good. They even are very clear like a lot of times with, um, like in episode six, like Tommy literally tells us, 
the 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 plan and like how, what it leads to and like how mm-hmm. okay we're gonna do this we're gonna take out all these guys and then we're gonna be the third biggest whatever and then you know what I'm saying so it's like yeah. they're just giving us a lot of uh, info to make sure we understand motives and I al- ideas I also even though it was like the- didn't happen exactly like that what. I also think that like it's it's and it's a it's a very British maybe even a Guy Ritchie thing to go through the plan while they're showing you images of them carrying out the plan. Uh-huh, also, uh-huh. like kind of right. uh, Soderbergh, uh, uh, what you call it, Ocean's Eleven sort of style mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but there's also a really nice. Uh, it's bouncy. It's quick. It's a it's a it's a great way to make your story dynamic to have the person like mm-hmm. talking while you're watching it. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a, a, something that comes with these um these broad strokes that are or these stereotypes that these characters look like is that you kind of know even when you're when you see characters fight you kind of know that they're good guys and I think of that mm-hmm. with like the Lee family. When they're talking about mm-hmm. um, when they're when they're going up to settle the score with the Lees, we have mm-hmm. a gearing up session like we do a couple of times throughout the season, where the Shelbys are putting on suits and putting in mm-hmm. guns and stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, and then they're right about to arrive, and they uh, and they bust out their final weapons, uh, boutonnieres for everybody because this is a wedding. This is not. Oh, a fight. dude! Like we talked uh, about how like Tommy doesn't tell family everything. Yeah, he yeah. Didn't yeah. Tell this dude he's marrying somebody until they're right, right there in the so. So we got the whole like ramp up to like a badass scene like we have yeah. like we do four or five yeah. times a scene. Yeah. But then you get and it reminds me that to me never in the show did I think that the Lee family looked like bad guys. To me they uh-huh. always looked like good guys. Even when they were fighting with the Shelbys. I was always oh, like but those guys are charming. Those people are fun. Yeah. And then we get the wedding and we're like oh they were always going to be Shelby allies. Right. They were always going to and and he says we're kin. Uh, the Shelbys are only half uh, Irish. They're half, uh, yeah. uh, whatchamacallit, what's Gypsy. the correct term for Gypsy? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Traveler? Romany, Romany, Romany. Romany, they're, they're, oh, okay. They're half Roma. He's half Roma. So uh-huh. he's like, yeah, no, we're kin on my mother's side. Yeah. Like, we should be family more than we should be fighting. Yeah, when he talks and, to the lady, right, the head of the uh, that family or whatever, the older as lady. As opposed, yeah. Yeah, oh, she she like reeks of like good guy maternal like yeah. uh, character. Yeah, as opposed to Billy Kimber and his like sniveling snake of a sidekick that does all the business <laughs> and like his yeah. faceless goons and like yeah. yeah, those guys suck. Those guys yeah. are clearly coded to be bad guys. But yeah. the Lee family to me was always coded to be good guys. And I was like, yeah, no, right. I, I'm I'm I love how this show is giving us fastballs and then being like, now that was one for you to hit a home run, dog. There's one Lee guy that like is real. Cr- creepy looking and like devilish um he's got like a big face on him he's not that big uh-huh. of a guy but he's got you know what i'm talking about he's got, like I think, big features. I think i do i think i do yeah. he's always carrying a gun like all fucking hunched over kind yeah, of yeah yeah he's sure. like that one guy that's like is like could go either way but he's like mm-hmm. that periphery person that's doesn't represent the whole family but he's kind of this is what they can be you know yeah they need to be or whatever yeah, they, yeah. and and we're, they need them for their muscles so you need you know it's a muscle uh, okay, yeah. You want to hit on a couple of these characters that we haven't talked too much about? Uh, we got a, a couple Ooh, of storylines that? that'll come back for oh, okay. John, John Cam, uh, for John Shelby. Oh, come back with his ex-wife pro- or the other lady, probably right. Uh, the woman that was that a he dangling was, thread. Uh, yeah, the, the she, father she of sticks, the mother of his uh, four kids. Oh, not her. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't think she might be dead. I don't oh, okay. remember. That was a weird uh, kind of thing, the way that went down. Like, yeah, I didn't really I don't understand. remember if she's dead or not. Okay. But no, no, no. The uh, prostitute that he was thinking about uh, marrying. Uh, the prostitute. Do you remember the the, huh, the brunette lady that then um, 
Tommy uh, propositions and then she accepts the money and then he tells her to go away. I thought that was she his just, wife. I thought that was um no that his was mother the woman of his he kids. was no oh. that was oh, they were okay. he was saying that they those kids need a mom oh and, oh, oh. and because they're they're driving them ragged. I think his wife died. Oh, is that and, right? Oh, and I thought she was the wife. Probably okay. That's probably what it was. Mm-hmm. And he has four kids, right? I believe he has four kids. Because there's something go about that about how he has all these kids. Yeah, um, and that's why he's okay. saying these kids need a wife, or I'm sorry, oh, these kids need a mother. And I took so it he's as gonna you, marry. Okay, so this he's makes gonna marry sense. Lizzie Stark, the prostitute. Uh-huh. And they're like, no, 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 that's not a mother. That's just a prostitute. Right. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, got you. Okay, okay, <coughs> that makes more sense. So she comes back around. Oh uh, yeah, Later. Lizzie okay. Stark is a character that we're gonna see around, and okay. uh, and John, you know, his part grows a little bit. He's got a kind of a smaller part in this first series, but uh, all of the Peaky Blinders have their moments. Um, we're still missing uh-huh. a couple. There's one or two uh, new people? Shelby's that haven't arrived yet. I think. Oh, sorry, nitpicky. Just one thing to scroll back through uh, sure. the dad angle. I saw coming from that's oh my right. Goodness. It's so obvious, right? Like Very from a mile so. away that the dad Tommy was just there. Tommy Flanagan. Yeah, total. Yeah, kind of a um, uh, uh, grifter type move. Uh, yeah, you know. And so when like Arthur falls for that, all that stuff was so yeah. obvious that I was just like, oh, okay, I might have, I might have, I might have bumped it up to one point five speed during those scenes. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, it's uh, not wonderful Arthur's story. Uh, it doesn't get great, but it gets better. Okay. Uh, okay. Tommy Flanagan, uh, an actor hired mostly for the fact that he already has those scars. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But uh, Thomas Shelby would be a fun character to watch in a different story. (laughs) Like, just, I don't care. I don't want him to reconnect to the dad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arthur. I think he's Arthur Arthur Sr. Arthur Sr. I'm sorry. Uh Arthur. Yeah, yeah. Tommy is the name of the of the actor. No, I Arthur. agree. Like seeing that story, like reminded me of like that we're watching like Shameless, all grown up. Right. If you think yeah, about yeah, it, yeah, all exactly. the kids grew sure. up, and then that's that's um, what's his face from uh, coming back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like just as he does. Um, yeah, Gallagher. Uh, what's his name? Frank. Frank. Frank Gallagher. Uh, what's his coming real back. name? Three name guy. Yeah. Jesus. Come uh, on. Mark Paul Goslier. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, who else do we have? We have Jeremiah and Kidding Charlie me? Strong, and yeah, well, Winston Churchill as a character. In oh the yeah, show. that was cool, Fun. and I could tell he was a younger Winston because I'm sure. so used to in modern things like the crown giant fat, giant fat, fat uh, bald. He's just yeah. completely bald, and this he got a little hair. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, who else was that? We some of these these uh, British Pretty actors I've it. seen around. The Polly, yeah. Polly, I've seen her. Helen McCrory, I've seen her sure. around. I love, I love Polly. By the way, Polly's character yeah. is good in this season and gets better. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Her, yeah. Her yeah. She, she calls herself like the foundation of the family or whatever, and I, I totally see that. Uh, mm-hmm. They she's would absolutely become. They would absolutely become degenerate monsters without Polly. Yeah. Yeah. She is some kind of a, a yeah emotional. She's a mother. She's a maternal like, instinct that a, they all mm-hmm. need because they don't want to disappoint her too much. Like if mm-hmm. she if she really gets upset at them, they would feel it like in their hearts. Right. Yep. Absolutely. But oh yeah. wow, this guy Arthur Shelby, the guy who plays Arthur uh Jr., Arthur Shelby Jr. looks like so different. If you look at him like on IMDb with like no makeup, oh, sure, no sure, hair. Sure. No mustache, like he. I see him in a turtleneck. That is the silliest way you can see this man. I yeah, I see this picture. He looks like he's in Oasis or something. It's funny. The uh, as far as the other Peaky Blinders, I I would have mm-hmm. trouble pulling their names. Yeah, uh, I don't really, there's nobody. Else. But Charlie Strong is the uncle. 
that uh-huh. he kind of looks to me like what's oh. his name like sir friendzone from uh, game of thrones yeah i was gonna say somebody from game of thrones oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. little finger no 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 sir friendzone wait sir Fr- wait. <laughs> the danny's oh, danny's oh. British yes man. yes 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 um that guy he kind of reminds yeah. me of that a little bit uh, yep and then yeah who are the other shelby's uh well there's the little kid finn uh, we no, you no, only no, see no, him no. as a child. He grows yeah. up. He is a Shelby. Oh. He grows up to be a, a, a you know a teenage Shelby, and teenage Shelby's get into wait. Do we trouble. time jump in this show? Are we gonna uh, time jump? Maybe, oh, but he's bit. already what like twelve or something, right? I don't. He seems young to me. He uh, seems pretty young. Let's call him maybe 10. he's just short. Maybe he's just short. Yeah. So maybe there is. Okay. You know who doesn't get enough of love, man? Fucking Scud Boat, man. Scud Boat and his little mustache and his and his little page hat. He's the guy who's Scud running boat. the. Yeah, he's the guy who's running the bookkeeping when they when uh-huh. they get raided, when they when he they oh, beat the shit out of them, when they the leave Lee the family, the grenade, when they leave the grenade connected inside the uh huh, that was cool, right? When they leave the wire cutters because there was a grenade somewhere. Oh, is that when the Lee family retaliates? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. like messing them up. Okay, that's uh, Scud Boat. That's the guy that was in the that was left in there. They're they're cleaning him up when they're when he gets when yeah. Back. Okay, yep. Clean yeah, cut looking kind of cool, dude. Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does mm-hmm. looks like an old fashioned uh, police officer or something. Yeah, that had me uh thinking, dude, like from the very first episode, actually, I think I wrote a note, like very cool haircuts, but is this authentic? And I come to find out it is. Oh, look at that. It is, yeah. If you Google it, you can see um a few stills uh from some of the people that are based on the Peaky Blinders too. Um, as well as some like kids with the shaved heads and stuff. So yeah, it became like I guess it was a symbol of like the working class. It's like a little kind of f you to the uh, to society or whatever a little bit and stuff, you know, because it is unique. It is very. Uh, um, in fact, yeah, I have a brother in law who had that haircut all of a sudden one day, and I I didn't even know. I knew about Peaky Blinders because I seen the first episode, so I made a reference to it to him. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, you look like a member of the uh, the Peaky like Blinders, I, and he didn't I know. Like I didn't I've, get it. I feel like I've seen those haircuts in soccer for a while. For, yeah. For, yeah, they're around, but yeah. they also appear in some uh, questionable places sometimes too. So, right, uh, right. I think it was about little... ten years ago that it was like uh, everybody had that kind of a even more kind of cut up top, mm-hmm. faded a little bit more together, I but remember, the sides uh, was all shaved. British, British uh, soccer player. Oh, Danny uh, David Beckham. Uh, Beckham. Beckham had yep. that. Yeah, like yeah, fifteen Similar. years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it comes. Yeah, and goes. we so we quote. We poked around with the music a little while ago, but I mentioned to you before uh-huh. we started recording that, uh, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bury this here a little deeper into the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I was very upset about the way that Jack White's music was represented in uh, the new version of Justified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that that character sucked, and I thought the way that he yeah. used the music sucked very very specifically uh, when he. Which is the point? That was like kind of the point I think maybe, of the character. I thought, I think the writers like, thought that he was cool. I think the writers thought he was dude, cool. Dude, but that was such a bad uh, yeah, cover of that I, song. So I think that's like the, to show his delusion. Oh, of like, I didn't even hear the cover. I'm I'm oh, talking about things episode. like when he says to uh, to the waitress how she's got to yeah. listen to Dead Leaves <laughs> on the Dirty Ground to cook her his steak right. That's the kind of shit that I was like. I think the writers yeah, yeah, think yeah. this sounds really cool. I love that song, and I think that yeah. sounded stupid as heck. Yeah, uh, yeah. But this then, show, however, so that's what I'm like, saying. Right? It comes full circle because you didn't finish it, obviously, right? No, end up. I did hear people say like for everybody talking about how awesome his music is throughout the entire show when they finally hear it, you're yeah. like, this is garbage. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, and it leads to uh, it's the perfect line that right before somebody dies. What's his name? Sweet, sweetie, the guy, sweetie, yeah, who owns the bar gets shot in mm-hmm. his bar by him. 
and he, te- he he says some line because he plays that song for him right before. Man. Or he asks him, like, God, I just want to play you this song. And he says well, some line, and it's great. It's perfect. Don't listen to that. Don't don't even listen to that. But you can come <laughs> listen to this because there are four acts on this soundtrack. It's uh-huh. Nick Cave. Uh-huh. It's Tom Waits. It's the the White Stripes, and it's yep. uh, the Raconteurs. Two of those are Jack White bands. Yeah, uh, and it's it's the wall to wall Jack White music. I freaking and love this this soundtrack, dude. This first season soundtrack is awesome. Is it not all like this continuously? Or does it change a little bit into more like conventional score we, uh, or something? Or? Yes. Next oh, season, we okay. uh, it's mostly PJ Harvey and the Arctic Monkeys. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. And then for season three, it's everybody I've mentioned. And then we're mixing a little bit of David Bowie and a little bit of Radiohead okay. in there. Okay. Uh, and then season four, we're mixing in some Laura Marling. And then uh, later on, we're, we're starting to see Sp- bands I don't recognize. But Speaking uh, of... But yeah. uh, modern bands in this new movie uh the creator i saw that just came out um there's a really good drop dude of like uh radiohead's everything and it's uh place and it's right place you know that song oh yeah that's i love that song yeah, yeah dude so it hits at a perfect moment in this little kind of a montage thing yeah, yeah. There, um, there's another thing there, there's another thing about the music in here yeah. in, in, in that i wanted to mention um a lot of these songs are very um uh hooky uh, especially yeah. White Stripe songs, uh, so, or or not even a hook. Sometimes it's just like a, a song like uh, I am not I'm not gonna pick one right now, but uh, uh-huh. there's some songs that's just a, a riff and a and a drum beat over and over and over, and you're like, well, that yeah. fits because you're listening, you're watching Tommy or his crew march somewhere, so you're just listening yeah. to like. I hate that uh, 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 Seven Nation Army has been so overused uh, mm-hmm. in the world in general. Mm-hmm. But like even here where they use it, it's freaking dope. And you're like, hell yeah. Uh, but they use a song. There's a raconteur song that I really like called uh, Blue Veins. Mm. And it's there's a section. There's like a section in the middle. It's not a bridge, but it's like just this this part where it goes into like dreamy sound effects. Yeah. Where And, and like reverse voice. Like it's not even uh-huh. music almost. It's uh-huh. just like a soundscape. Yeah. And that's the part that they use in the in the show, mm-hmm. not even the the musical part of the part mm, that I really interesting. like. That, oh, interesting! But they use that, yeah. And they believe it's in his biggest um, uh, uh, hallucination, opium hallucinations. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing. It's like the just the 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 way that they were able to like ma- basically make a music video for this song where they're like have a bad trip and set yeah. it to this music yeah, yeah yeah it's perfect so dude every song on this soundtrack is rocking but all of the white stripes and raconteur songs on this uh soundtrack are among my favorite songs in general i just thought of the i think the first time i ever heard red right hand mm-hmm. do you know what i'm gonna say like let me just say 95 it was in a movie in 94 even maybe let me see when this movie was do you recognize? Uh, uh, I'm gonna take a head? guess. I'm gonna take a shot yeah. in the dark. What's the movie with Ryan Phillippe and uh, Benicio del Toro? Uh, Way of the Gun. Way of the I went gun. with Way of the Gun. That was my. That was that's my later. Guess. I think that's ninety eight, uh, ninety nine, uh, maybe. All right. Um, was, but no, Dumb and Dumber. Oh wow, that's not. I would not have picked that yet. <laughs> okay. Do you remember the scene though? No, I don't. With I red right seen, hand, I've, it's I've, so I've random. It it's that scene when he leaves his wallet and he tries to buy a, a porno um, <laughs> newspaper magazine from yeah, the news yeah. from the newspaper machine, and he leaves his wallet in there. Uh, that's the song playing in that scene that's when he's funny. talking. I, I have to watch it again. To, yeah, to that was. It funny. stuck out. Obviously, it stuck with me. Sure. That, yeah, was, it doesn't. 
I would have been 11. That was the first time I heard that song. I was just like, what is this? It's just, it's always been weird place for that song. I think, um, like it's creepy. It's just like creepy and, and weird. And you and there's something else about this show that, uh, that I like, I, I might, I think I'm right, but I believe uh-huh. very much like the wire used the same theme song the entire time, but mm-hmm. they had different artists cover it. Yeah. Right. Uh, for each season, I believe PJ Harvey covers red, right. Hand oh, cool. For the second season. Oh, interesting. PJ Harvey fucking rocks. <laughs> so yeah. like, I've like seen- you need a, you need a lady to sling a guitar and, 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 uh, put gravel in her, in her throat to really like uh, rock out some yeah. stuff. PJ Harvey could do it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's fun. I think I confused her with, is there another band called like Harvey? Harvey um, Danger? Harvey Danger, maybe. Is like, <laughs> that's <laughs> a silly, but that's a silly band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good, I don't yeah. remember. I think, I think that's the band that sings Flagpole Sitter. Do you remember that song? Paranoia, no. paranoia, everybody's coming to get me. Oh, you yeah, yeah. From sure, American yeah. Pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's like, I love that song. That's, That's a good song. song. That's a good, yeah, yeah. good stuff. Time and place. It sets time. All right. When All we right, start man. talking about Harvey Danger on an episode of Peaky Blinders, <laughs> we've reached the end of our or Dumb podcast. and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> That's I meant point. to bring that up at the beginning. I forgot. So Solid point. Do you have anything else before we go? No, that's it, man. I'm just looking forward to continuing. I'm motivated. Definitely motivated. Um to do it and I like that they're only six episode seasons like the, the sure. British way mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. British way um, so, so yeah. go from from the, uh, my suggestion go listen to some uh-huh. uh, St. James Infirmary Blues or uh, go listen to some other uh, songs off of the soundtrack because they're freaking okay. awesome yeah. uh, and then cool. until then adios bye two watch